The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you all know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring Laura Vandenberg on, who's the CEO and founder at Publicist, which is an online platform that connects global network of communications and marketing talent with brands through project-based work. Their mission is to provide brands with access to the world's best communications and marketing talent. This is going to be a super interesting conversation. Full disclosure, I'm working with Laura because I think this platform's very interesting for our host of agencies, and we're in the process of evaluating a lot of their tools. So I want to bring her on, and I want to get like her viewpoint on like where this kind of talent freelancer network kind of industry is going and how marketers like us like need to be prepared for the future. So last week, Laura and I talked about the future of talent in the marketing and advertising business. And today we're going to talk about how companies like Forbes and other major Fortune 1000 companies are now shortening that time to hire talent. So I'm going to bring Laura Vandenberg back on, CEO and founder at Publicis. Let's get into it. What do you think here? I, I know, man, you, you gave some great examples. I was looking for some major brands. Forbes is obviously big, but there are other brands you couldn't say their name and talk about. But I know a bunch of agencies using your platform for this talent shortage. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about kind of the, the new wave of talent, how more 50% of our industry is going to be, uh, you know, some form or another running a business or freelance. So let's get into it. The nightmare happens and somebody leaves your company. Uh, you're in marketing, it's in a critical role. You mentioned even, you know, someone's going on maternity leave and you've got to fill in some gaps. I've seen this happen a ton. Could you give us like, how did Forbes leverage uh, you guys? I'm a huge company like Forbes, who doesn't want to work for somebody like Forbes with that brand and what they do, but they were having talent shortages just like the rest of us. So you want to tell us a little bit about that and even about a little bit about maybe your background and uh, where you come from and your experience and, and even a little bit about publicists. So you can just go ahead and riff if you want. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I'll start with my background and then we can we can get into Forbes and other companies that we can't mention that are Fortune 3. So look, my background was nearly a decade in the marketing industry. Started in agency land in Australia and then worked for a big enterprise and then high growth startups. So really all over the place, non-linear, but always marketing. And give context to that because I was the one running into these pain points that I had that accessing talent was really, really hard. And as I mentioned, it falls on everyone. It becomes everyone's problem. And then secondarily to that, the platforms that I had on offer, the staffing agencies that were really expensive, the platforms like LinkedIn that you're sourcing from a passive candidate pool 
didn't really solve the problem I had. And often the practice of hiring talent was so reactive and there just really wasn't a solution. And it was one night, I remember it must have been like 2017, 2018. And so many people had contacted me, like, can you introduce me to an agency or I need a copywriter? And I'd spent five hours that night connecting people over email. And so I started doing some research that how is there not like a SaaS-enabled marketplace that exists in our industry? And interestingly, there are these platforms in every other industry, you name it, nursing, tech, accounting, legal, but there just wasn't one in marketing. And so we built Publicist three years ago, launched a market middle of the pandemic. And essentially we're a platform that works with brands and agencies to help them do two things really well. One, manage their existing marketing and creative freelancers in the one place while also, and usually that happens right now in spreadsheets or applicant tracking systems that aren't really designed for contractors. And then we've got this vetted marketplace of over 20,000 premium, pre-vetted, diverse, you know, people across everything that touches our industry. So, you know, we've spoken about creative marketing, content, comms, media production, marketing ops. We're building out an AI function. And how the platform works is, brands like Forbes, they have these always on benches of available talent. So we'll look at a brand or an agency's upcoming or recurring needs. So great, you hire creative directors or writers or strategists or PR folks often. And so through our platform, you've got 30 to 50 different vetted available talent that you can dip into at any one time. And so if it was taking someone, we've just said 45 to 60 days to fill a role, we're decreasing that by about 95%. And so people are hiring within four hours. People are hiring, you know, six months parental leaves in 36 hours. And, and the reason that is all of the talent on our, on our platform have these beautiful portfolios that are very rich with data and insight. So every time talent logs in, they indicate if they're available for 40 hours, 10 hours. And so you're only ever sourcing from this vetted available talent pool. So there's never communication, you know, you DM someone on LinkedIn and they just don't respond. Everyone is there for a reason. And then in addition to that, we do everything from the contracts, the voices, but it's all tech enabled. So we spoke in last episode that the future of freelancing, it needs to be tech enabled. It needs to be fast and the quality needs to be there. And so they're the three big focuses of ours. Love it. I love the vision of, man, creating a, a two-way workforce of connecting people. I mean, what a big idea to build tech for something needed in the industry. It's uh, took a lot of guts, I'm sure, to, to pull this off and get it going. Everyone I've talked to are like, yeah, this is really freaking industry. Uh, really freaking interesting. What do you, you know, just in terms of this, we talked a little bit yesterday too about just kind of this future of workflow and talent. And, and I love your background in the industry. So you, you've faced it. You know, what are you hearing from brands in terms of even agency partners or how can we be set up whether I'm a marketer running a small digital team or I'm an agency and I, I want to win the, the, the talent game? What are maybe some things to look out for? I mean, like one thing in, in freelance world, some, sometimes what I've been scared about is where I really have access to this person. Do I really have this much time? Can this person go to another agency? Am I going to get some, some great talent? And I, I land a client and then they're gone. I know one thing we've done is really focused on culture to make sure people stay and don't freaking leave. Like that's the first thing is like, how do you stop a leaky boat? And then the second thing, like how else should we be setting ourselves up for success? Because the better marketing talent you have, especially on the creative side, 
the better work you're going to do, the more clients you're going to keep, or the more your brand's going to grow. So what should we be thinking about in terms of appealing to these very skilled freelancers that do great work? Like, how can we be set up better? How can we work with them better to make sure we keep talent? Because it, to me, it doesn't seem like, as, I mean, a culture a little bit, but them not being in the walls, or maybe they are in the walls. Is it still a culture play? Like, how do we get set up to, to win talent better? That's a big question, Scott. It's a really big question. And I think number one, as you said, culture. These people, as we've spoken about, they get into the industry because they want to work on cool stuff with great people. And so that's number one. I think number two, and it seems so obvious, but agency payment terms, we are seeing people walk away from businesses that are paying anything over net 60. They can't live that way. And so I think... That's ridiculous, by the way. I, I worked with... An- I'll tell you who it was. It was Anheuser-Busch is 120 days. Like, that's, re- that's... Screw that. That's bullshit. It really is. Like, people cannot live if they're... It just... It still exists, though. And so it seems obvious, but kind of max net 30 payment terms, we're seeing people honestly, moving to net 14, which is fantastic. And I think that's the way it should be. I think brand standpoint as well, as I've mentioned, you can't expect to all of a sudden need something and then for the perfect person to appear. And so at Publicis, what we do, as I mentioned, this concept of having this always on bench, your bench is warmed. You've already vetted the people. There are a few to choose from. So when you need to press the button on that person, you've got three or four that you can actually go to. I think as well from a from a customer standpoint, doing going a little bit further in terms of the reporting and taking notes on was this person amazing? Do we want to work with them again? And, ensure, and that becomes much easier to rehire talent because right now the process of rehiring freelancers, it's just not a super repeatable process. So I think there are a few few ways to set the customer up for success. And then honestly, remote work, it seems obvious again, but we're seeing customers that need people back in office five days a week and you're going to lose out on the best talent. Yeah, I think those are all great points. I mean, culture, the remote piece, payment terms, of course, I think it, it sounds simple, but it really means the world, I think, as, as I'm getting to know more and more freelancers. And the admin part for content creators and freelancers too is, I mean, I have a friend who does a lot of my content, used to work for our agency. I love this kid. Shout out to Huey. Freaking just a great kid early in his entrepreneurial career, uh, has a video production content agency and just the labor pains of building an agency. I mean, I know it all too well. It took me 15 years to build an agency at any sort of size or scale. And I learned what I felt like all the ways, the hard way. <laughs> and so taking off that admin can be such a big thing. So that's cool that your platform's solving an issue for kind of both ends of the, of the equation, uh, both the talent and the company. It's something I really hadn't thought about until you put it in that way too, because I've even been able to buy really nice agencies at 20, 30 people that the admin side of the business and the business side of the business just sucks. And a lot of people just want to do great freaking work. And if you can make that easy for them, uh, you're going to get great work, which is really what you want. And there's other people that can do the admin part. And there's tech platforms like yours that can do the admin part. So the efficiency of things. And man, I, like I said, I've, I've come through the old school of, of agency business and, and even media companies where things were done so archaically. And there were some process breakdowns that 
were very frustrating that just caused bad workflows. And so the more we can make workflows better, and especially if you're a VP of marketing or director of marketing, it's all about creating process and workflows. And I didn't have a lot of respect for that. I was more of a creative marketing person that wanted to go get clients, wanted to go pitch deals. And I just thought we'd get a bunch of business in and like we'd figure that out later. And we didn't need to put the resources behind that, but it is really important. So I, I think what's funny is like you've talked about even before about just kind of the workflows that and the tech that you've done around that. And I'm kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. Like I want the best talent. I think that's a great point, that, and it's a missed opportunity for marketers. And um, let's face it, we're, we're organized people, but a lot of times we're not all operations people in general. We're people that want to do good work and, and make things happen. So I think it's a great point. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right. What question should I be asking you to, to wrap this up? Like, what do you think? Question did I miss that I should have asked you? This is a great kind of check-in with talent. And then maybe even some AI. We talked AI. I think that some AI episodes just came out I did today. Do you, do you think that's going to replace workforce in our industry? Do you think it's going to enhance the workforce? Do you believe, like a lot of others, me included, that AI is one of those things that really is going to fundamentally change our industry? Maybe any thoughts on AI and then maybe any final thoughts? So many thoughts on AI. Interestingly, in the last day, we've had four or five projects posted for content and half of them in the job description have said we're very comfortable with people using ChatGPT. So I think it's just going to be a tool in the toolbox for the foreseeable future. I actually think the humanities are pretty safe. I think that given that we are such a human business and you try and get ChatGPT to write a headline or direct an ad, it's it's just not there. I don't know what the future looks like in five years, but I think we're absolutely safe as an industry for the most part. You know, I think there are functions, maybe media buying, that can definitely be automated through tech, but I just don't think we're there commercially for the next two or three years. But I mentioned we've got seven or eight talent pillars on the platform right now, and AI is one that we're building out. As a platform, we should be AI ready in a year if someone needs to, how can you search and say, I need to hire a creative director at $175 an hour who's available tomorrow for three days and being able to find the exact person. So as a company, we're definitely going to utilize and and build for it. That's cool. Great thoughts there on AI. And then maybe what are you surprised marketers and agencies not asking or not thinking about that they should be? I guess one thing that I'm surprised about every day is actually the speed to hire and that people aren't solving for that. That, you know, you just mentioned you've had Rex open for six months. Like how can the business to some extent function like you need it to if you're a waste? Don't want to shit on you. No, no, you're not shitting on me. And let's go through that. And look, we've, we're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Partners. No, I think, I think that should be included in the podcast. You should, because here's the deal. I, I will be totally transparent with this audience. It's probably the biggest mistake we have made as an agency over the last 12 months, even 24 months, especially through COVID. We didn't know what was going to happen. It was a scary time. Um, Thankfully, there was some PPP money for heavy people businesses that had a lot of employees. And we burned some people out. Over the last 24 months, we absolutely burned some high performers out by not filling job recs, especially during COVID. And it's a thing I'm probably, if I would 
to change again, knowing what I know now, I would have changed that because that sucks to burn somebody out. And from a human standpoint of people you love and care about that work for you and marketing your agency, we are burning people out. I burned people out, really good people, and I can't get them back. And they also have a bad taste in their mouth about our company, and our brand, and I, I can't redo that. So speed to hire is a huge thing. And people said, hey, we're overworked. And it's hard to really gauge, okay, there's not one person in a marketing department or in an agency that says, I don't have enough to do. Everyone says they're overworked. So trying to really find the truth in that and what's true and what need do we really need to fill in a speedy way, find talent that fits and get them going is a mistake. I, if I made that big a mistake, I guarantee a lot of other people did. So I couldn't agree with you more. We should be talking more about speed to hire because if those jobs aren't getting filled, somebody is filling the need to get that work done. And that means they're working more than the hours that are fair. I mean, that's happening in marketing departments and agencies everywhere. And we're burning out our best people and we're, we're kind of screwing them over. And I did that because I was scared and I didn't know what work was going to come in. And I didn't know if we were, were going to hire the wrong people. And there was other people that were being very picky and there wasn't a lot of talent. It was the perfect storm. But man, like we are burning our best people out. And what happens is your best people leave and then your people that aren't burned out stay. And that sucks for an agency. And I'm very big kudos to Megan, our president, who's made that one of her number one priorities by creating a culture of treating people the right way. And for the most part, we I'm being hard on myself. We definitely do that. At least I think we do. But man, yeah, we've definitely burned people out. So what you said about speed to hire is 100%. If you have 20 open jobs and you haven't filled, you know, filled half of those over six months, then someone on your team's getting burned out. Yeah, absolutely. And know that you're not, not alone. <laughs> but again, it's another reason to hire freelancers, like put them on yeah. contract and then convert them if they're brilliant. Yeah, I love that. And the bench thing, I know we didn't talk a ton about it, but it's, it's really unique. So here's the deal, man, if you have questions like I did, and if you think this was as cool, and look, I see ad tech and I see platforms all day long. Trust me, I go to marketing conferences and I get emails from everybody, just like all of you. And I'm, I'm really skeptical. And my president, Megan Jackman, is especially skeptical. But boy, this was such an intriguing thing that I thought it was interesting. So I was like, Laura, come on the podcast. So again, I, we're not here to market people's products. We're here to get better as marketers and, and shine light on industry problems. And so big thanks to Laura for coming on and, and sharing with her what she sees as a problem in the industry and why she's built a whole tech platform to help solve it. So thanks for coming on. I, uh, I think I said where everyone can find you. And uh, yeah, peace out. Thanks so much, Scott. This is great. Uh, another note uh, I want to tell you about, if you didn't have the chance to take notes and you want to, um, or you just want the, the summary, just go to rebrandpod.com. We'll have guest information. We'll have all the crazy stuff you need. Of course, you can subscribe to our newsletter there. Um, you can find me probably is the easiest on uh, all the channels, just at Scott Herkey. I think it's Sharky AZ on Twitter, if anybody's still on Twitter. I've noticed a lot of people off Twitter, which is kind of crazy, just through the show, just a little insight. So think politically wherever you want on Twitter. But I have seen a definite drop-off, which uh, I've definitely taken note. So side tangent. But again, please subscribe. Uh, we've got 5,000 plus marketers that subscribe to our show. We're getting great feedback. When I first started, I was getting really bad reviews. I just got a couple and it like kind of hurt my feelings. And now we're getting like awesome reviews. So that makes me happy that like people are liking the content. So thank you. But that's it for today. Uh, remember, it's never too late to reboot or rebrand. Re 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 re